0: Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, Deep Dive with Andy and the White Whale.
1: Speaking of the playoffs, you want to cap a little week seventeen? Let's go. We
2: got uh, some of
0: them. Some of them. Not. There's a bunch of bad games.
2: <laughs> some of them. Okay. I feel. I feel responsible to put out a disclaimer that that ain't on week seventeen is. Uh, Lucy. Very much listener discretion is advised <laughs> for entertainment
1: purposes only. Let's, yeah, exactly. Let's, 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 uh, let's uh, provide some entertainment here. Um, week 17 is rough. Uh, and this week, this year's there, because the AFC, I feel like especially still is so much up in the air in terms of seating and who qualifies. There is a little bit of drama. Uh, we have, uh, a play in game, which is rare. Uh, it's been a couple years since we had a really true, good play in game. Like we do with Indy Tennessee. Um, and, uh, there's a good afternoon slate of games that kind of mean something for seeding and they're all being played at the same time. So it'll be fun to see how it works out. Um, but let's start at the top with the game that doesn't mean anything. And, uh, Andy, you got a betting angle on Dallas, uh, versus the New York giants. Surprised to see the giants and Eli Manning as six point favorites at home against the team that, uh, hey. Utterly, <laughs> utterly squished them in week two of the regular season.
0: I hate this sort of game too, where they probably shouldn't play the starters, and they say, "Oh, we're just going to treat it like normal." Or these coaches, you, know, you never know when they're lying or telling the truth. Or you've seen coaches do this: say, "We're, we're going to try to win the game like we do every week." Our starters are our starters, and then they come out in the second quarter. You, know, you yeah, just feel you like, just never know. And I think that's that's good that's a good point of discretion, like the, the discretion advised be easy on this week, unless you're unless your future bets maybe don't go nuts because they're especially in games like this, you really don't know. It's almost like betting a preseason game where they could be taking out starters at any given time, and who knows what this like that yeah. new team Honestly, what do they have to play for? This is, you know, most of these games are going to be passes unless there's a hard angle that I feel like a team squarely. But yeah, I, I don't know what Dallas is going to do. They're a uh, they're an uh, unknown at this point. This is such a hard skip. I don't. I don't. I guess that line indicates that they feel like Dallas is probably going to do what I say they're going to do and not play their starters the whole game. And
1: yeah, New York, both the side and the total,
0: a meaningless um, game.
1: Okay. Well, I'll, uh, Kieran, I'll ask you a, uh, a more broad question. Dallas exceeded expectations this year. Did you, number one, did you see it coming? And number two, uh, is this bad for them long-term because they're going to get stuck with the clapper and <laughs> Prescott and kind of this run first sort of offensive approach that is not the, you know, will be, you know, not, not, will not be successful long-term
2: in the NFL. Probably. Um, yeah. I did not see it coming. Uh, I'll say quickly about this game. I have the Giants favored over Dallas on a neutral field, which is probably the first time all year. Um, The Giants have moved up a lot lately for some reason in my model. Um, And that's weird because it it was pretty low on them definitely before the season and for most of the season. Um, But yeah, I, I, uh, I do think that's the case. I do think Dallas is a average to below average team. Um, and like this isn't to say anything about the personnel. There's a lot of players that I love. It's just the way that their success has come, has come in very low predictive uh, categories that um, don't repeat themselves or carry a lot of predictive value. So very well, like said. you mentioned, running and and defense. <laughs> yep, yep. Very well said.
1: Um, okay. Well, I'll I have an angle on this one. It's not a pregame angle, and it kind of is a broader angle for Week 17 overall. I'm going to have a very, very light card this week. I may have may have three or four plays, pre-game plays, maybe five. I uh, haven't totally finalized my card yet. i uh, waiting for some more confirmation of who's going to play and who's going to sit before I get all of my bets in. Um, but I will be looking for a number of second-half plays on unders. And this is something we talked about last year, Week 17. It's something I've bet now three years in a row where I've kind of hammered this Angle but not really haven't really had uh, A good system to Define when to play it and when to not It's kind of been a gut call like we see The game playing out and you kind of know Hey one of these teams is going to pack it in Their season's over this game Is over they just are going to run 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 Punt uh, and they're going to you know This is going to come in way under the total Because you do see second half unders hit at a Pretty high at a higher rate overall In week 17 than every other week um, And in doing A little digging and a little research it is pretty apparent that there is a specific situation where this comes into play, and it's when the home team has a lead at halftime, uh, and it's irrespective of whether the away team is uh, fighting for a playoff spot, fighting for seeding, comp- you know clinch their playoff spot, and playing for nothing, or even you know on the bubble uh, trying to get you know their playoff spot still. Um, or completely eliminated. So it's it's a completely independent of sort of the situational narratives that you would expect uh, for these types of games. Uh, and if, as Andy laid out, the Giants are up at halftime, uh, this could be a nice little you know 20, 20-ish type of second half under uh, and uh, comes in at like three or something like that. And that's the other thing about this angle, looking back through the years, is they're not – close call unders some of these are way unders uh and you know for a second half where you've already you're already limiting your uh, the amount of the game uh, that even counts toward it and you're making it harder on yourself as it were um it still is pretty amazing how many of these come in under by a touchdown or more um so anytime the uh the home team goes into halftime uh, with a lead, I'm probably going to be looking for a second half under, and I think this game is one that qualifies because I would be expecting the Giants to come up way with a uh, some, some a Cooper win. Rush. Cooper Rush to <laughs> see the backup.
0: I think so. Um, don't quote me on that. Don't record this and like publish it. But
1: sure, it's, I, it's not, not like sure Brandon Weeden uh, or something.
0: Oh gosh, who knows where he's at right now? He's been everywhere. But yeah, no, we we talked about this a little before we recorded, and yeah, it's definitely something to keep an eye on because I don't know if it's a, it's not a huge sample size, but it it seems to have some sort of, I mean, it makes it makes some sort of sense as far as you're not gonna you're not gonna drop plays where you're you know throwing the receiver over the middle, hanging them out to the dry. You're just gonna nice easy stuff, get out of there. Nobody gets hurt, especially if you're Dallas. You yeah, playoff game the next week.
1: Yep. Okay, It is Cooper Rush He did not attempt a pass though This year The the, the guy, the number two Hopefully hopefully it stays that way The guy that has attempted the second most passes For the Cowboys this season was Cole Beasley Um, So he may get a little little Cooper Rush uh, in this one Uh, And I've never heard of Cooper Rush So there you go Um, (laughs) I don't have anything really on Carolina uh, Versus New Orleans Uh, We're going to see Uh, You know New Orleans. I would expect to see something very vanilla. They just faced this team two weeks ago on Monday Night Football, and it was a hard-fought game on part of Carolina defense. Uh, Carolina has since put uh, Cam Newton on IR, and they are going to be starting someone. Kay
2: Allen. Can anyone Kyle
1: Allen? Kyle Allen. Okay, he's a big high school kid. He,
2: he, he, Kyler Murray, and Johnny Manziel, I believe, are all at A and M at the same time. Oh, maybe maybe one year apart. But yeah, ah, he was the, a. there's a big transfer um, drama with all those guys.
1: I remember this now. This is ringing a bell back in my head. Um, okay. Well, uh, easy. Actually, Andy, is it, uh, is saints minus seven and a half? Is that like too good to be true? Parlay like, I mean, a teaser, like,
0: No, I feel like it's the same situation as the last game. They don't have anything to play for who knows if, uh, who knows how long the starters play and you get Kyle Allen slinging the ball against, uh, against some backups. It could be problems for a teacher. Like, cause I, I think, I think Carolina is absolutely live in this just because of that same angle, as far as who knows what you'll see from, from a team that has, Literally nothing to play for. Get out there, you know. Go through your routine. Try to keep some semblance of a routine. Go through your your pregame shit. Get out there, run a few series, and make sure Drew. Drew you don't want to get Drew Brees, Booby Mild, like that's no good. Or Kamara, or the receiver whose name is escaping me. But, yeah, yeah Mike you, Thomas, you don't need yeah. someone injured, Mike Thomas. Yeah, yeah. You don't need somebody injured when and you got a week off. So anybody who's kind of banged up, you don't want to see them getting a ton of reps. Okay. to get a full, you know, full week and a half. So I, is, I am super is, scared of games like this.
1: Okay. This is another one I have a star next to for a second half underplay. Uh, for all those those. Oh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm still t- down with that second half <laughs> under <yet. laughs> uh, Okay. Okay. Uh, Kieran, I'll ask you real quickly. Uh, New Orleans, a legitimate title contender, or are there cracks here that can be exploited by someone else
2: in the NFC? They're the number one team in my model. So, yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Yes. Good stuff, man. Uh Jets.
1: Who are your top
0: two teams? England. Then it's New Orleans. New San Orleans Diego.
2: one, Chargers two, Chiefs three, Rams four. I feel like everyone has that four. It's the ordering. Yeah, that's my. That's how I would order them as well.
1: Uh And it the diff, the distance between Chargers and Chiefs on a neutral field is like uh the width of uh, of a Post-it. Uh, right. It's uh, it's Chargers, but it's not by a hell of a, hell of a lot. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: Chargers by a two point conversion late.
1: How far down your list are Tom Brady and the Patriots? Top Let 10? Let me look. Probably on the cusp of 10, I would guess.
0: Eight. I haven't yeah, eight. My- weirdly
1: my. Right weirdly, a Tom Brady Patriots team that is unlike any we've seen going back to probably 2001. Uh, leaning heavily on the run, leaning heavily on their defense, taking on a frisky Sam Darnold in the Jets. Uh, <laughs> Andy, we have Jets fans, friends who have been kind of stirring the pot for the Jets recently trying to, you know, ke- capture a little, uh, late season momentum here. Save Todd Bowles' job, get Darnold some winning, uh, experience. Well, don't do that. Heartbreaker. Heartbreaker against <laughs> um, the Packers in overtime. Nah. Um, you know what? What? How does Not this good play for their out?
0: draft position? That was the right play. That was the right play by the Jets. Get some confidence, Um Darnold. I wonder how bad Darnold's injury was because it seems like he he's playing nice and he, he looks surely he's does. throwing the ball better. I haven't gone back and I haven't gone back and like looked at tape like a professional, but it does just from my layman's view. He looks like he that injury might have been you know he might have taken. Waited to take him on a little too long. He looks a lot better. He is. I don't, does New England? Yeah, New England has something to play for here.
1: Yeah, they, like got, it, they wise, got a seating wise. I don't, I don't think we would see the outfit. I'm not. They don't yeah, have zero inches to they win by two touchdowns. You
0: know. Yeah, yeah. No. Oh, I can see taking. I can see taking some jets. Uh, this is this screams backdoor. If they're if they're gonna just keep doing this, you know. I love that they lost. Like that was a good that was a good loss for them as far as draft positioning. There's still an outside scenario where they get the one, the, the overall first pick, which would be a crazy big coup for them. Sure, uh, would yeah. Be. If if I had to bet this, which I won't, I would definitely take the Jets and the points because you feel like New England just wants to coast to a nice, comfortable seven to ten point win get ready for the playoffs where the back
1: door, boy. the back door was wide open the first time these two teams played. And I know because I had a Patriots ticket and I could feel the back door sweat <laughs> as it was happening. Um Any, I just, I don't know. I don't think I can put point. I can't put money on, on the jets. Well, I'm not betting it. But <laughs> I know. I mean, even with the points in the, in the spot, can't do it. I can't do it. Um, You know, Patriots. Maybe defense line spot to get a
0: new England touchdown yeah. early. What we, New England touchdown early, you get like plus 16 and a half live.
1: Yeah, that might be interesting. Um, it's, it's utterly ridiculous that the that the Patriots get the flipping bills and the Jets to round out their season every right. stinking year. <laughs> and they get to be well, a in, the faves. They are in the same division. But just the fact that their division has been such right. trash for so long that they get well, afforded it, it this. It is always at the they get, Yeah, they get afforded this. Very, very comfortable. You
0: you watch your mouth. The Bills were a playoff team last year.
1: <laughs> That's a good point, man. That's a fair point. Um, Josh Allen has big honestly, hands. If I had he one, he's got huge hands.
0: If I had one Christmas wish to use to the playoffs, it's that I don't see a game out of what are there? How many playoff games are there? I don't know. I'll just do the math quick. But if we see one like the Jaguars Bills game again, I'm gonna lose my shit because that was so, so, so bad. <laughs>
1: That's so gonna be the Bears Vikings game, you know.
0: It probably will.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Ugh, I'll still watch it. So I that
1: one. <laughs> You just you just uh, cursed yourself uh, to watch the Vikings lose ten seven to the Bears in Soldier Field. I'm sorry, buddy. Um okay. Well uh I would take that. Pa- Patriots, uh Belichick, what, what are they what are they, what, what I guess you know what is uh, is this the end of the dynasty, Karen?
2: That's, that's tough to say. I, I, I don't think um, anything Belichick does is ever outdated or useless. Um, but like there has been strategically sort of a move to, instead of always accumulating um, draft picks and, and like draft capital, it seems like the last couple of years, it's been sort of the opposite of like them cashing in and like sort of trying to be super short term focused. Especially so, high, especially high risk players, high, yeah, high risk, high reward right. players. The last couple of years, you're absolutely right. And like, namely, like the number one that comes to mind is Garoppolo. Like that's sort of a signal, I think, to me, uh, of a shorter term thing. But I, I have no idea. Hmm. Interesting.
1: Well, I kind of feel like the writing's on the wall that this thing's coming to an end, and I just don't know who it's going to be at the hands of in the playoffs. If they get the two seed. Clearly, and I we talked about this on a previous podcast, so apologies to those listeners who listen ever so diligently. Um, but uh, but my dream scenario for the playoffs is that uh, the Colts get in as the six, take down the Houston Texans as the three. Uh, meanwhile, the Chargers beat whoever is in the fourth seed, probably Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And then you would see... Phillip rivers and company head to Foxborough in the two five matchup divisional round weekend. I would love to love, to love to get the chargers in that spot. Um, and I would love to get the chiefs and Garrowhead for that matter. Uh, although it would be Andy Reid coming off of a bye, <laughs> which we know he's particularly good preparing for them. So, um, interesting. Hopefully, uh, you know, uh, but any, but no matter who you look at, who is below the Patriots, even the Texans, they're all horrible matchups for, for the Pats. Uh, Colts, Ravens, Chargers, Texans, everyone except for the Tennessee Titans. I feel like the Tennessee Titans aren't getting a second win against the Patriots this season. <laughs> Otherwise, everybody that comes to Foxboro, I feel like is a live dog. And they're gonna be getting they're gonna be catching like seven to eight points. So we'll see how this plays out. Um speaking of playing out, Green Bay Packers. Hosting these Detroit Lions, both teams playing out their seasons. Green Bay has been interviewing the likes of uh, Chuck Pagano. Really, you're bringing Chuck Pagano in the interview? Jim of Caldwell. Jim Caldwell. I mean, I get Jim the Jim Caldwell interview. Like, in fact, Matt Patricia is making Jim Caldwell look like a more effective coach by by the game. Um, but still you really want to recycle a guy that's been out of the league or, you know, the league is potentially passed by coaches who were coaching just last year. Like you really want to kick the tires on these guys. I don't get it. Um, I'll go Kieran first. Who do you, because I don't want to even ask Andy this question because he's going to pick somebody stupid. He's going to pick like Chuck Pagano, but who do you, who do you want the Packers to hire as a head coach? Where should
2: they be going? Uh, anyone offensive minded and innovative. I feel like, uh, Not that this is super indicative, but like at a high level, most of the successful coaching hires recently have been that. Um, and a lot of the like old school defensive coordinator type, like defensive type coaches. Um, I guess you could pick Pete Carroll, but even he, I I think his principles are way more of being like a leader than like a football wise, like a defensive minded guy. Um, and then who I guess Ron Rivera is a, a more defensive background. He, his team almost won in 2015. But a lot of like the recent successful coaches have a pretty strong offensive pedigree. So Lincoln Riley, uh, I think is really smart. Like a, a lot of people shit on him for the Rose Bowl last year against Georgia and some of the play calls. But I think a lot of that's really unjustified. I think he's really smart. Good stuff. Andy, who uh shit
0: defense? What are you gonna do? <laughs> that was a great offense. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, what are you, what are you gonna do against Georgia's running game? That's that's mm-hmm. tough. Um yeah. that was yeah. such a good game too. And I had Georgia, so yeah.
1: What? Why did the Packers? It, uh, why did uh, the Packers? Uh, Freddie
0: Kitchens, Freddie Kitchens, on a, oh. on a really short sample size. We just grab them. Like, it's probably a mistake, but man, is there is there a hotter OC all of a sudden? He's from the Bruce granted, Arians I coaching think,
1: tree. Why uh, aren't
0: they kicking? If they're gonna kick old, I think half. Tires, half of why it,
1: aren't you kicking Bruce Arians tires Exactly. I guess I, I think kitchen. it's just it the, the
0: kitchen thing it has a lot to do with like just maybe I'm too excited about him because of the comparison. Like when you compare him to what Todd Haley was doing, you know, you or I would <laughs> be running a more <laughs> innovative. So uh, no, I I mean is the McDaniels dead not is the McDaniel's talk not even there? No. No. Seems like he's waiting think. for the absolute perfect
1: I mean, spot. And or the yeah he, he's really by, picky. This would a- he left the Colts on the altar after they had hired some assistants. Like that was brutal. Right. I don't know if anyone's yeah. given him a chance besides Kraft. Right. I think he's got uh, he's got a head yeah, coaching job. He might job just, in he just him him be there. So yeah, I don't think he's getting. Yeah, that
0: I think else. yeah, I agree with Kieran there, but it's got to be an offensive guy. This wouldn't be a bad call, but I don't love the Pagano thing. Um uh, Caldwell might be better than that I, I,
1: I have no angle on this game. Total in the line look about right. What Green Bay's playing hard still. They're starting Rogers still. I mean, we know they so were down by multiple scores to the funny. Jets and they didn't take him out last week. They put him in and he drove a comeback. I don't really know what there was to prove necessarily or why he did that. I think that was Sylvan. So, Silben?
0: Like Philman's angling for the job.
1: I it could be or angling for another job. Period. Like he just wants another offensive coordinator job somewhere else in the league. He's got. He's trying to prove he still has some chemistry with the guy that no one else can get along with. Apparently, in Aaron Rodgers. Um, But yeah, I mean, does that make the Packers a nice little uh, teaser leg at minus seven and a half at home?
0: You know what? I might look at this. I might look at the second half under.
1: Oh yeah! You know I got this one started. <laughs> <laughs> you know I got this one no, started. This, um.
0: this is I. I there will be zero chance I'm betting most of these games unless I. You gotta. I think this is going to be a good one if you have a few TVs or even a few TVs, a few computers set up. If you can actually watch these games, there might be some good live angles that appear. Once you can kind of tell what what the team is actually trying to accomplish and what sort of motivation they have in this last week. I don't yeah. think there's going to be a lot of pregame bets for me this week. And hey, honestly, uh, I think anything I'm going to be betting is just hedging.
1: You know, what's funny, uh, the, uh, the winning team uh, at you know, the home team winning at halftime, uh, the second half only went over in one game last year. Uh, and it was Green Bay. At, it was Green Bay at Detroit. Detroit was up 20 to three in that game. Uh, they hang a second half total of 23. And you're like, really? Green Bay's down by 17 points? Aaron Rodgers is on IR? Like, you're telling me this team's going to fight back? They fought back. They fought hard. They went uh, and scored. I'm sorry, the second half. Uh, yeah, it was 20. Yeah, that's right. They uh, they went four points over uh, the second half total in that game. Uh, and um, yeah, the, they hung on 19 and they scored 23 points. So my bad. But, uh, but still, you know, the, this is maybe one to avoid on that basis unless uh, Green Bay is comfortably up. Uh, and you get a particularly good number. Um, let's move down. Do you, yeah. The boat heads to Houston. Uh, Andy, as simple as I can ask you, uh, does Houston not fuck this up?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think they fuck it up. You think? They- I think part of me. Oh, yeah, see, part this of me is, only, is I have, this is I have so many Colts features. <laughs> I'm just in love with the Colts, so like I think I think I have to stay away from this one because I'm so biased. But like Jacksonville looked good last week when they got I the ball know. back in. I don't they, know if it carries over, but they they're not a bad team. I just don't I don't understand. Like they're not as good as they a team that should be hanging like 50 fucking points on the Steelers twice a year and going to the AFC title <laughs> game. But They're not a team that wins like, you know, as many games as they've won. I don't even know their record. I know it's shit. Like yeah. they're they're a 500 team, maybe even a a borderline playoff team when they're playing well. Like this is this shouldn't be probably a touchdown.
2: Yeah. Granted, like, it, Jacksonville it, has nothing to
0: play for and Houston has everything, but you know, sure, I've, I've seen like, that narrative doesn't work. So I I absolutely think Jacksonville's live to not only cover but win.
1: The early yeah, well, money, uh, the early money shaping the market, wholeheartedly agrees with you because they bet this down from eight and a half to six and a half. Um, mm-hmm. And I had it circled. And that's half the I reason I'm it. not betting it. I know, same. I <laughs> had it circled when it was at eight and a half. I was like, no, you know what? They're going to be frisky. They're going to fight for this. They're not. They don't want to just hand Houston the division. No well, way. I hope they do. Uh, but uh, is there another bettable angle? Because we've seen this total tick. I mean, we've seen the the um, the side tick down from eight and a half to six and. Six and a half, but absolutely nothing happening on the total. So if you miss the best of the number, is there? I mean, what 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 are we saying about Jacksonville competing here? Are we going to say that their offense is going to score points and go toe to toe with Houston? Are we saying their defense is going to to play hard against Houston? I mean, is is I feel like the over is the look here. If we miss the best of the number, am I crazy?
0: Yeah, probably. I haven't looked too close at this total. I I think it is a little column A, little column B, but the the offense. Looked less. Um, I'm trying to think of a nice word for how it looked in certain <laughs> stretches this year, but I and mean, competent, I guess. So, yeah, I mean, what would their implied team total be on that 40? You're talking 20, so you're like 17, 16 and a half, something along those lines.
1: That's correct, yeah. So, 16 and a half. I, I
0: think Jack, if yeah, I think Jacksonville probably can get to 20.
1: Yeah, I, I do too.
0: Uh, yeah,
1: I do too. Yeah, if I had to lean, it over. would be
0: Jacksonville. I mean, I'm. I mean, having a Colts future, I've, I've already bet Jacksonville, essentially. I really okay. want the Colts to win the division. So, right. I I like the over. I lean towards Jacksonville. But uh, those are okay. just well, hard leans.
1: Well, hopefully hopefully this is like 17-14 at half. And I'm going to be over. And I can take a nice position on the second half under and hit that middle. Because uh, oh, we, we got another home spicy. favorite here. Um, uh, Kieran, do you think that uh, – I mean – Shoot, man! Houston was a Frank Reich fourth and four in overtime with a minute to play, deciding to go for it instead of punting and taking the tie. Mm-hmm. They were that call away from being o three and one, and Bill O'Brien likely fired uh, if they convert that fourth down and score a field goal and beat the Texans in their own four. Bill O'Brien certainly fired, uh, and then what happens to this team? And and like, I, like, w- in what universe was? Houston's path, you know, from the depths of 0 and 4 to, you know, being on the verge of a buy for the
2: playoffs last week. Like how did this happen? <laughs> and most importantly, uh, my 22 to one Colts division ticket would have won. Um yeah, I think right. it's still alive, That's right? right? Oh, um, oh, the Colts <laughs> dropping that six-nothing game to the Jags and the Colts dropping
1: that game that one to the Jets. So oh God, those yeah. hey, hey, Jags, you owe us.
2: beat the damn damn Texans Jags you owe us Um, that's fine they're due it's yeah they're due Um, that's right that's right so yeah yeah, I, I have Houston as a below average team I have them 17 which will sound harsh and uh after riding with that city for all the summer maybe they'll hate me now but
1: You think they really care about the Texans down there? You went
2: there. Did they? Was there there any (laughs) city on a on? Oh, way more during the playoffs. It's still a Texan. Is crazy like football in America, especially Texas. It's it's different. That's that's a whole other story. But going to like some of the cool high profile high school games there was a trip too. Um, But yeah, I I I don't think Houston's good. That's my simple answer.
1: Very good. What uh what would you line uh Houston Indy if uh that ends up being our three six matchup in Houston on uh Wildcard weekend?
2: In Houston? Um Indy by a little less than one or like by half. Basically pick I one. like it. I like it. Okay. God, that's that'd be kind of a good
1: game. I usually really I really despise when we get a third division matchup as the wild card games that like, I don't know why that grinds my gears, but I hate it. Uh, but I kind of would like that uh, to see these guys play again. The first two games were pretty damn entertaining. And I was on the right side of both of them. So I feel like I got some mojo there. Um, <laughs> I'm probably going to back the uh, the over in this spot though. Jags Houston, 40 and a half. T- t- a touch too low if we are all really in agreement that Jacksonville is a live dog here. To the tune of betting them across the key number of seven. Atlanta, Tampa Bay, big fat skip. Or you think Tampa Bay is uh, worth backing here, Andy?
0: They're squarely, but again, yeah, I'll be looking for. Uh, I got a hot tip on second half unders. Is
2: this one <laughs> of them, or is it, well, it not favorites. It Who told yeah. you that? No?
1: Yeah. <laughs> it all. It all. It got, it's just some stranger on the internet. Um, I think uh, it doesn't really, it doesn't matter at all what the pregame line is, by Let's the say, way. You know, no, no, it's just who's time winning win. at halftime. Yeah, it's just who's winning. So you have to decide. So, you know, you
0: um, who did we just talk about? Like, Green, you know, Green Bay not quitting on the season. Like, for some reason, Tampa Bay isn't either.
1: And, right, right, I mean, right. obviously,
0: that, whatever. Maybe they're trying to get winston or I can't remember. That <laughs> might be actually colossally bad for their contract <laughs> colossally, <They did>. <laughs> colossally bad.
1: Colossally bad. Yeah, so
0: they, th- that's actually a bad idea but um no they're they're squarely atlanta doesn't uh, obviously neither team has anything to play for but yeah uh, Tampa Bay is squarely as fuck they looked they were all about ruining bets last couple weeks if they if they uh, could have got just a little bit more so <laughs> i wouldn't uh I wouldn't take the Atlanta line as a gift if you think that's just a better team and uh skip for me
1: okay uh it feels like Tampa Bay has a lot of individual players and coaches who are Auditioning for work next year, including Winston. Yeah, uh, that's a good I think uh I think Todd Munkin, I don't know why he is not getting more buzz as a potential good fit for offensive coordinator position or even the head coach look, to be he honest. He was the because... only
2: name I was gonna bring up on this game. I'm really impressed yeah. with him. All
1: year. Yeah, same, same. I think what he's done with the with what he's had to work with has been damn impressive. Um, and I think the fact that the Tampa Bay uh, general manager drafted Vita Vay. Uh, when the likes of Derwin James, I can't even go. I can't even go through the list with a straight face. The guys they left on the freaking on the board when they drafted Vita Ve was just incredible. All to put Vita Ve, who is not a particularly effective player at this point, next to Gerald McCoy uh, on a defensive line in front of a linebacking and receiving core uh, that has zero talented players was was truly impressive. Um, so maybe they just get a clean house, start all over in Tampa Bay. But uh, um, you know, it's it's tough. They're in a tough. They're in the toughest spot. They're in true. They are truly in no man's land. Um, and but they're going to be in like what tenth pick overall. So yeah, it's a it's a bummer. Um, but yeah, I guess see how they screwed up this year. Yeah, we'll see how they screwed up this year. Uh, but yeah, their loss is everyone else's yep. game, I guess. Um, any angle on this game, Kieran, or is this a story? I got a
2: quick Vita Vea story. He's been this size since he was like 12. He broke my best friend's leg, freshman year of high school. He, he played in our, in our high school league. Oh, that is a good story.
1: <laughs> He's Jeez. been
2: massive forever. Yeah.
1: He broke a guy's leg. Oh man. Well, uh, his, uh, his gravity has not gotten in anything. In the NFL. Yeah. It hasn't translated. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. turns out a lot of guys, you know, it's a big. Um, All right. Well, the, oh God, the worst game of the day. Man, this 1 p.m. slate. Andy, what are you going to be watching in this 1 p.m. slate? What are you talking about? Having multiple TVs on. Like, there's, is there even one one watchable game? I guess Houston Jackson is what everybody will be doing. Yeah. Are are they going to do
0: those Hawaii tournaments yet? to Maui next
1: week. Yeah. Yeah. Tennis will be on in the middle of the night, right, Andy? It's not quite tennis
0: yeah, yeah, open during the
1: day yet. Um, anyway, Miami heads to Buffalo. Cold weather game. Tannehill has been given the indication that he will be having his – they will be moving on from him this off season. So, to a degree, he's got to audition for a backup job somewhere, I guess. I don't think anyone's starting there, you know, using Tannehill as the – as the next stepping stone in their franchise. So uh, he's got to do something to get a job next year, I suppose. Um, Similarly, Adam Gase may be coaching for his job, although he seems to overachieve with a really poor roster over here. So maybe he's being slipped on a bit by me. Um, Meanwhile, Buffalo, they really ought to be four-point favorites to anyone, let alone Miami in the cold. I have Miami favored. Yeah
2: that's not going to be my input. I have nothing else to say. <laughs> yeah, but is that actionable?
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Andy, uh, stay away here. And uh, you know, what do you make of these franchises? And it's the, A- Nf- yeah. the AFC East, literally just going to be the the Patriots until uh, in perpetuity here. Or, I don't know you kind of like the Jets next year for the East, right?
0: Yeah, maybe Jets. Jets futures the next two years. I think I think they might be figuring it out. Who knows? Um yeah, I, I don't John, Allen is an athlete, but is but is he a quarterback? We don't know. And I don't think he is. I think that might have been a miss in the draft. Miami's just kind of a hard luck team. They've had some they've had some hard misses. I don't quite is know Buffalo, if, is Buffalo going to go if through Gase is like a really good head coach or not. I've I've been so hot and cold on him at different times. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, who Kieran. Knows a Buffalo's guy. And
0: Buff- Buffalo's going to have a high pick, and they—I wh- mean, what do they do there? I suppose they go defense. or That's line. exactly
1: what I was going to ask you. No, I feel like they have gotten sucked into this cycle where they have missed on the quarterback, and now they got to try to put weapon. They're going to try to put weapons around him because they're going to convince themselves, well, he's still a good quarterback. We just don't have any receivers around him, and they're going to use like the fourth or fifth pick or whatever pick they got. They're going to pick who they think is the best wide receiver on the board, that guy's going to struggle to adapt to an NFL offense that doesn't feature the pass at all. He's going to be opposite a guy that's not good at receiver anyway, so he's going to get double teamed every game. I feel like we see this cycle every couple years when a team drafts a quarterback who's such a project and needs years and years to develop, and they don't have a coaching staff to develop them. Uh, Is is this a decent read, Kieran, or am I overreacting to one year from Josh Allen?
2: No, I think teams way too much anchor on what they used to think of a player or had hopes of being and, like, are way too prideful in trying to make themselves look smart or correct about a pick. Instead of moving on, Blake Bortles is, like, the obvious example. They gave him the fifth-year option instead of Mm -hmm. getting Bridgewater or someone like that. Um, And, yeah, I I think uh, teams disproportionately who need one disproportionately should draft quarterbacks, even if it means back-to-back years or, like, duplicate things like this. Um, And not like, it's tough to say this because on one hand, I'm very strongly of the belief that 16 games is nowhere near enough of a sample to know what a player (laughs) is. But uh, at the same time, I think um, doubling and even tripling down on that position, it's literally, if I guess it depends what your goal is, but if your goal is to be a a year after your contender, it's literally a a prerequisite. Um, And so getting that correct is needed. Yeah,
1: what do you think the Buffalo actually will do, Andy? Sign some wide, sign some free agent wide receivers, draft a wide receiver. Dra- I don't think they really need many more pieces on their defense. They have a good defense. Okay. They're going to hit the offensive side of the ball. You for know, sure.
0: It, it's got to be yeah, offensive line. I suppose you go if you're. I don't know where exactly they'll be slotted, but it should be what top five, top six, seven somewhere in there. Yeah, offensive line. You try to hit on a receiver in the second or third round, I suppose. Try to find something a little under the radar, and then probably uh, sign somebody in the offseason Hope it works out. And and then if uh, if Josh Allen doesn't make any strides forward, none of that matters, and they'll just be a five six win team again. So sad times. Sad times in Upstate in Western New York, or wherever you want to call it. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not too keen on them going forward. If I had to be bullish on any of the teams in rugby the Jets in Miami. which mm. just Miami has a few pieces at least.
1: I should ask Karen. I should ask you this when we were talking, but is there a wide receiver in college football who's especially outstanding who can make the leap to be an effective NFL receiver with a quarterback with the skill set of Josh
2: Allen? Um the Arizona State receiver Harry is exceptional. I think AJ Brown's probably going to be like the top one on Love Guys list. I don't know how dynamic of an athlete he is, which is something I care a lot about of projectability, but he has good receiver traits. Um, But yeah, Harry, the Arizona state receiver, I think has a disgustingly high ceiling. Um, Good at everything pretty much. Nice. He can, uh, uh, he can run under a Josh Allen 78 yard pass. Oh yeah. He's a tall kid, huge catch radius, Um, a lot like for his frame. Uh, it doesn't make sense how he runs routes so well and has so much yards after catch too. Kind of like AJ Green. Like AJ Green confuses me so much. He's like one of the best route runners I've ever seen. And it makes no sense because his frame is typically like all they do is run-go routes. But yep. Um, yep. yeah, he's a really Interesting. Good Okay. Well we spent way too much time talking man. let's, <laughs> a let's blow
1: right down. Let, let's blow right down. Oakland is a Yeah, some of these spot. skip games
0: we're talking a lot about. It.
1: I know. Let's yeah, seriously. Yeah. Uh, there's I, it's it's uh it's like this this time of year. I just want to talk football. Uh, I can it's feel the end so near and I just wanna go on. Uh Oakland let down spot after winning their home finale in Oakland. That was my favorite call of the week and the most favorite game to watch of all of week 16. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, they take on Casey and Pat Mahomes, who's trying to lock up an MVP award for young Pat Mahomes, who is impressive as hell. Uh, Even in the loss in Seattle, I was impressed by his game uh, and uh, just couldn't quite get that win, which would have been nice, but whatever. Um, Casey picks their number here. Anyone disagree? Nope. Going over. Philly going up against Washington. Another just gross, god-awful game. Don't want to back Washington for anything. Can't stand that Nick Foles has taken so much of my money, hard-earned money, over the last handful of games he's played as a professional football player. (laughs) I don't know if I, if or when I will ever get on the right side of Nick Foles. Part of me really wants him to get dealt to a team that's just a terrible situation next year so that we'll get some opportunities to fade him early in the season. Uh, that's those are my general feelings about Nick Foles. Um, I could do an entire podcast on Nick Foles. <laughs> so let's not get into it. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I just don't understand how this guy keeps continues to win. It's games amazing, in just ridiculous sense. fashion. Yeah, the 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 higher the leverage, the high, the more well you know, he performs more and more like Tom Brady. It's just absolutely crazy. Um,
0: like let's talk about huge freaking dong.
1: Yeah, that's probably what it is. It's the dong confidence. Um, Cleveland takes Cleveland science. <laughs> It's science. Cleveland takes on Baltimore in maybe the most interesting outstanding of the afternoon games. A game that would have been the best primetime game where they're not playing game between Indy and Tennessee on the docket. Um, Baltimore is a six point favorite. Uh, Cleveland and Baker Mayfield are coming in white freaking hot only with the one loss to Houston Texans in their last seven games. I think they're like six and one in their last seven, if I'm not right. Uh, might be five and one in their last six, but whatever the case is, they are winning games at a store clip for the Browns. Uh, and uh, you got a real deal—you got a real deal quarterback and team, you know, skeleton of a team here in Cleveland. Uh, Andy, do you think they are alive for an upset against Baltimore and Lamar Jackson?
0: Shit, yeah, they're playing with confidence. What's, Although they haven't really played, have they played a defense anywhere near this? I mean, no. No, probably, probably not. Even close. Yeah, not even close. It's not even close. I hate to get on the, you know, Baltimore yeah. needs this narrative, but I, I think maybe it's just the Baltimore's a better team. Like Cleveland's a nice story and they've come along, but Baltimore sh- should win the game. But I'm not confident enough to, like, not hedge a Baltimore future.
1: Baltimore also should have won Baltimore a game can, week Baltimore 17 last year. Too. Yeah, Baltimore also should have exactly. uh,
0: won. Maybe that's ringing in my head too. We had Baltimore futures last year, and they dicked us.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, the uh, I guess. Uh, uh, do you, I guess. Do you have an angle on this game, Kieran? And if not, uh, do you have an angle on whether Baker Mayfield or Lamar Jackson has a reasonable case to be named Offensive Rookie of the Year?
2: Uh, slightly, I make it four point two. Um, hmm. Okay. I think it's really cool. It's the last two Heisman winners against each other. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I don't know what to do with awards. I, it obviously it's always for every award. Like if it's position neutral, it's always going to be a quarterback outsized weighted over another position. Um, so yeah, it would be one of these. I it kind of sucks. Mahomes doesn't count as one, but um, yeah, I think both have strong cases. Good deal. Uh, four, huh? So that's probably I guess that that makes
1: sense. So basically, you're only about a point separation between Baltimore and Cleveland on a neutral right now. Um, okay, a little more. Uh, no, it's about even because Baltimore has a pretty legit home field advantage, I guess. Uh,
2: honestly, no, I have it as one point four separating them. Point four. Okay.
1: Interesting. Um, Cleveland does not do. Well, on defense, what Baltimore does well on offense. That's probably the one thing that scared me away from getting an early bet down on Cleveland in this one. Uh, you can see the writing on the wall. Um, and, you know, the market loves Cleveland down this home stretch. They've loved this little winning streak. The big money has come in early and often backing these guys. We saw some incredible steam last week that ended up making the difference in the game. You needed an early ticket on Cleveland to get a winner home. Um, but it's, this doesn't feel like a good matchup. This feels like a pretty good spot for Baltimore. And man, I mean, if Lamar Jackson goes six and one and wins the NFC North IFC North, granted against some pretty poor teams, is he not at least in contention for the rookie of the year, Andy?
0: Yeah, but I don't think I don't think you know how awards, like Kieran just said, awards are kind of funny. Like he should. But he should be in contention, but I think it's probably just Bakers. Like just turning a franchise like that around, that's mm-hmm. that's so big. And just the way the news cycle works. Like he's getting all the he's getting all the glow right now. So right. it's gotta be it's gotta be him.
1: People desperately do not want to give Lamar Jackson credit for this uh resurgence of the Ravens. The Ravens were dead and done when they made that quarterback switch. I just feel like Jackson is getting a really short shrift here. And it's this is like if they had gone to him earlier, I honestly, I don't think they're, they would this would have been exactly the RG three rookie kind of campaign, uh, in, in, in its, in its same form. I mean, the, the Baltimore defense is awesome. Agreed. Uh, but the way that they're running and the way they're rushing attack kind of unfolds over the course of the game is extremely difficult to stop. Nobody's equipped for it. Nobody's prepared for it. And, um, you know, as long as he's healthy and running as fast as he's running out there, he's going to continue to uh, to pull off miraculous, seemingly miraculous wins. Just because he's not doing it the way everyone else is doing it, doesn't you know shouldn't handicap him in that regard. But that's all I have to say about that. Um, Pittsburgh Cincinnati skip this one. Uh, Pittsburgh calls their number, or the, you know, everybody gets fired basically.
0: <laughs> eh? Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, hard to it's, it. it's an
2: absurd it. scenario, right? They need. They, they need a tie go, from sorry. Tennessee. Yeah, that's true. They need so a tie. I yeah. yeah. I wouldn't well, say like I don't know, that team is weird. I don't I obviously don't have the spread at this number. Um I wouldn't I don't know. It would be very Steelersy to not win this game, but we'll see. <laughs> Driscoll's pretty bad. Cincinnati's pretty bad. Yes. This is
1: pretty sad state of affairs in Cincinnati right now. Um let's blow by that one and talk about Andy's Minnesota Vikings, Andy, do they exercise some of the demons of that Sunday night football game where they were utterly pounded by the Bears at Soldier Field uh, and now are four and a half chalk at home against a team that doesn't have much to play for unless things go crazy with the uh, Rams. Did
0: did you see that tweet with the, the scenario where it'd be better for Chicago to face Philly?
1: I did see that tweet.
0: I can't remember exactly what I yeah, don't agree with. I don't know if that made 100% all. sense to me. I don't agree with that at yeah, all. Yeah, if, if, I mean, if, if, if it, won, it doesn't matter what we think, I guess, because I, I will, I side with you. I don't agree with that either. But I mean, it, if Chicago believes that, I think they are absolutely a live team to win this. I don't think the spread is indicative of like the true number between the two teams. I think it's more of, the market number based on the fact that Chicago's probably expected to possibly rest starters or not, not play to win this game. So, yeah. if, you know, if, if Chicago comes out with guns a blazing, maybe a live bet there, because yeah. I think they can absolutely beat Minnesota and Minnesota. It's just the whole cousins and, to, you know, I don't want to get into the cousins against winning teams thing. I don't know if that's a terribly predictive thing. It's just, just, uh, just uh, his life story. Apparently.
1: yeah, I got to say, I I
0: don't, uh, I don't know what to do with this game at all.
1: Yeah. I got to stay away from this one as well. And it's I don't know. I don't know what the right decision is. Chicago is in a terrible spot. This is just a bad, bad place to be where you either give Minnesota the motivational angle heading into their rematch next week by letting them in, or you, you play your ass off, you tire yourself out, you go home and you play a white hot Philadelphia team. I think both are terrible outcomes. uh, And I do not, uh, you know, I do not envy Matt Nagy as he prepares for this game. Um, Do you think all of this is nonsense narrative, Kieran? And do you, or do you think that there is some motivational angle to mine out of this one?
2: Um, I have the number less than one. And I think that that amount of point difference and trying to guess motivation is too much. So like, and I see this a lot, like, what's another game this week? Uh, I can't can't think of another author. The game we just skipped over, Cincinnati-Pittsburgh. Like, I think people drastically overestimate the influence of motivation. Um, Especially, like, not to go super meta, but literally every single person we'll see on the field this Sunday has something in them, as much as, like, you might dislike them, has something in them that got them to be an NFL player that doesn't just roll over. And I know, like, there are uh, outliers and, like, Instances of players quitting or doing sketchy effort levels, but I think
0: like Retiring the motivational
2: thing of week 17 is way overdone and overestimated. Yeah, yeah. Can Minnesota uh,
1: do anything this postseason? Or are they yeah. drowned dead? They're drowned dead. Uh,
2: probably.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: They. Yeah. I have them yeah. close to an average team. Let me look. I have um thirteen. So They've right. come down a ton. I think they were like one or two. I think they're two or three before they started. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. They have underwhelmed without a doubt. And
1: Mike Zimmer, still kind of on my radar as the surprise coach for our income
2: mm-hmm.
1: postseason. Um, Chargers. Versus Denver, another easy skip for me. This feels like the kind of game where it's competitive for the first half. The Chargers are up at halftime, and then they go on some eight or ten minute drive, score a touchdown, and then the game's over. Uh, I don't know if I have an angle even to bet the second half under here because I'm expecting the Chargers to be winning at halftime and winning at the end of the game. Uh, Andy, you got anything on this one or skip?
0: Yeah, hard skip. Just a hard skip here.
1: We talked a lot about the Chargers. Let's keep rolling. Arizona, Seattle. Uh, another yeah. interesting one that would look skip worthy, although for whatever it's worth, Arizona is playing hard for their coach, Steve Wilkes, who should they be playing hard for him? I could argue they probably <laughs> should not, uh, but they are. Larry Fitzgerald is out here making these impassioned statements about how hard they're fighting for this guy. Um uh, to the degree that that might matter 13 and a half points seems like a lot especially a Seattle team that's a little uh coming off a little bit of a high uh with the primetime win to secure their playoff spot and Seattle's locked um, in i don't think they can they're move. locked in I, they can can they, they not to move, move to down slides, to six yeah. can they not slide to six with a loss outright loss they might slide to six with the loss
0: we'll, they, they, we'll they, let the they, math Minnesota. guys we'll, we'll
1: let the math guys figure that out anyway the um yeah. This looks like a spot where Arizona is going to compete. Whether or not that matters is a totally different totally different question. Um, and I'll probably, if I back anything in this game, I would grab the points with Arizona thinking that they're going to compete. But uh, it's such an ugly game and it's such a, you know, we've seen some, we've seen this before with Arizona and, you know, Steve Wilkes, while they may want him to be the head coach, probably is not going to be around for 2019. So Um, you know, it's, that's because he doesn't really know how to, you know, make the most out of this team, develop a quarter young quarterback and, uh, and you got to get a staff in there that can, that can mature Rosen. And and so you can compete with the, uh, these teams that are running away from you in the NFC West, um, any action on Arizona and actually let me ask you, Kieran, Arizona, clearly the 32nd best team in your model. Uh, Um, let me check. I got a suspicion there. Thirty-six uh, yes. with a bullet, like with yes, a bullet. They are,
2: <laughs> like yep. <with> bullet. <laughs> they are. Uh, back in the middle. Although they've now. been like unbelievably horrific on third down, which usually gets a little bit better. So, like That's they've true. had a pinch of unluck, but even with normal luck, they're still the worst. Fair point. <laughs> Fair point. Uh,
1: Russell Wilson gonna pull a horseshoe out of his ass in the playoffs, or do you think they're drawn dead as well?
2: Uh, New Orleans is just a different class than everyone. Um, yeah, I think winning there is really tough. Like, I don't know, just as a football fan who watches a lot of the games, I feel like home field matters a ton. If you're looking at Seattle versus new Orleans, um, I had to have them favored in Dallas, which seems like that's going to be a matchup, right? The first weekend. Yeah. Right. Yes. So there could be some value on that. Um, but yeah, I mean, Super Bowl wise, it's going to take a lot. Yep. Agreed. Um, San Francisco, Nick Mullins let me down last week.
1: Couldn't score against the Bears' defense. I thought we were going to see a Bears kind of a motivational low spot for them, uh, but uh, that was just an ugly game from start to finish. No flow, no. I think rhythm we on did. Offense. I think
0: just the Niners couldn't come up with anything. They
1: couldn't come up with anything. I think you're right. I don't um, think
0: you made the. I don't think you made the wrong bet.
1: Yeah, it was a loss nonetheless. Uh, do and I'm staying away from this game. I, the the Rams ten point favorites. Fine. Uh, it sounds like a lot that San Francisco is going to try hard. They're going to compete. Uh, this should probably be closer to a eight or seven or whatever, but I'm still not taking those 10 points when so little about this game matters. And uh, another spot to put a star and look for a second half under, especially with a total at 49 pregame. If they score, mm-hmm. if they're, if they're on pace to hit that, you're going to see a so weak number to get a second half under in LA. Um, and the Rams I will save my thoughts for them for a playoff podcast, but I am not impressed with how Sean McVay has handled himself the later part of the season. That's all I will say about that. Um, Indy Tennessee, Tennessee, the hardest team to figure out without a doubt across the NFL and to make matters even more complicated. They are undecided at quarterback right now. Um, What do you think happens in this game, Karen? Colts punch the Uh, ticket?
2: I have it a pick with Mariota. Um, I have it close to this three number with Gavard. Um Yeah, it, it's it's so much about uh, their O-line, especially interior O-line. Um, so going up against Jarrell Casey, that's going to be really fun to watch. Uh, I, think he, like, I think uh, Jarrell Casey might
1: have been placed on. Oh, was he? out for the season okay yeah they dinged, he got dinged last week uh, against okay. the
2: uh, Redskins and he will be out I missed that okay that's actually big um, because yeah. so much of the Marlon Mack is really good if he can only do like the things he's good at which is like gap running when you have um, what's his face Nelson and uh, is Ryan it Kelly yeah, yeah right Kelly, Kelly. Um, with those guys working like synergistically so uh there that's been a really fun run game to watch. And I think luck's amazing. And then even this, uh, people talk about the linebacker, I think Leonard, but this Malik cooker, he was really good last year before he got hurt. And he's impressing me lately. So, uh, pretty complete team actually. I love it, man. Uh, truly
1: Andy, truly the Colts are the proverbial team that no one wants to face. If they get in, I mean like this, this is a narrative as old as time at least in my time in the NFL, like team plays their way in they're on the road against a, a divisional team that people think are frauds. They win their way into, you know, deep, deep into the playoffs. Is that the Colts this year?
0: It kind of is like, you know, it sucks just going deep narrative on it, but I mean, when you have a stellar offensive line and probably, I mean, is he, has he gotten himself into the top five quarterbacks again? Yes. I guess
1: he's on, yes,
0: he's on the cusp. So. I think so. Yes. Like, yeah, he's, he's, he's right there. Like, I mean, that's huge. It's, uh, and, and the defense isn't playing bad, but I mean, it's in today's NFL, if you can protect the quarterback and move the ball, like you're going to beat anybody. And I mean, they've looked good at times. I still don't know what to make of that Jaguars game. I don't think we'll that one. And then the Vikings bills game. Those are two games we just won't speak of next year, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, Uh, you know, I think the Colts do get this done again. I'm not going to be betting on them because of other liabilities with them, but boy, I'd love to, and it is a great, it is a great way to end the the regular season with a winner goes home kind of game where it's where I I do. I hope Houston loses. So the Colts have a shot at the division, but at the same time, like that, will take a little starch out of it because uh, how does that work? Will the loser still go home? I'm going to have to look at the, look at all the things again i can't recall because um yeah tennessee, tennessee might still be able to get in with some weird thing tennessee no tennessee has to win to get in they, they can't uh they can't have houston winning the game
1: yeah that's right um so. okay so uh karen i guess to jump off of the question about colt i mean uh, about andrew luck being top five what statistic would you even use to look at quarterback play and kind of figure out who had a top five season this year.
2: Um, boiling down to just one. I mean, the football outside itself is not terrible. There's adjusted net yards per attempt is not terrible. Um, but football for every position is like, it, it's not just behind it, It's also just never going to get to the point where there's something like war in baseball. Um, it's just impossible. And like, this is not to like, deflect from the question but why i think baseball is so much more modelable is the nature of the sport being like mono e mono and how you can separate out what a player does and it doesn't matter who his teammates are it doesn't matter who his offensive coordinator is like with football all we can say is tom brady completes 65 percent of his passes um against three four defenses when josh McDaniels calls the play and edelman and gronk are healthy um I can, with confidence, say Chris Davis on the Oakland Athletics is a two forty seven hitter because he's hit two forty seven every single year in the last four years, and that mm-hmm. has nothing to do with the teammates um or like the confounding variables around it, so it's really hard. I think football lends itself way more to like barbershop debates and like whatever you personally think the quarterback's doing. Um, I agree with that How about the uh the Colts uh, more broadly,
1: the Andrew luck Peterson marriage. Uh, with the young talent that they have on the offensive line and defense, are we on the cusp of like the
2: Colts, uh, you know, the Colts era, so to speak? Yeah. Yeah. I I like them a lot. And there's some young players everywhere, really. Um, and they're like you mentioned, they're, they're good where it's important to be good for longevity. Um, and I think Frank Reich's been like a really good coach. So, uh, I mean, knock on wood, all this stuff comes down to injuries and like malcontent and like anything weird can happen. Like, I think everyone probably thought the uh, after the Super Bowl, the Seahawks won that they'd be perennial Super Bowl contenders for like a decade and things can end quickly. But that's a great point. That is very true. Okay.
1: Well, uh, good stuff. Let's wrap this up. This was outstanding. And uh, I think we got about two hours of content of this, so I can break it up into (laughs) two parter again. Um, I'm gonna break this up into two party where part one is the hour where we talk about uh the uh the year that was and part two is uh NFL week 17 and a little bit of sprinkling in what we think about the playoffs and some of these franchises that was really great stuff thank you guys thank you
0: makes up happy new makes year sure to for everyone. No Sunday pod there yeah, yeah that's
1: right that's right yes we could stay on track um yeah happy new year to you happy you know best of luck in the new year Kieran. we are uh, pull, we are Huge fans pulling from you, pulling for you uh, from afar as you enter the new next adventure here. And, uh, um, you know, appreciate your time on this podcast and everything you've done for the community over the course of this year and, you know, all of your successes as well. Deserved. I
2: appreciate you guys a lot. I mean, part of the growth and exposure of the Twitter that's led to a lot of this stuff was coming on the podcast the first time. So, seriously, thank you to both of you. Um, thank you to anyone listening to this who's ever said anything nice to me or mean. Or like to tweet or anything. Thank you. Thank you to all of you. Uh, Have an unbelievable 2019.